0: All right, welcome to the IEG Thursday thing, this thing that we do every Thursday where we all hang out. Uh, we chat about whatever's going on this week and uh, kind of figure out, you know, what what's happening in the world. Um, today's topic, we got a couple of them, but the first thing I want to talk about is we recently put a post up of a... Uh, we have put together an STIRA package, RA block package, and I'm getting a lot of questions on who is this for. And I want to I wanna talk about that real quick and have a conversation about what my thoughts are on the STIRA and what some people's thoughts are on the STIRA block, what it is and what it is not, okay? So... Joining me today, um, well, actually, hold on, before we go on to joining me today, after that, after we go off on this rant on the RA block, uh, I want to have a conversation of, there is a lot of rumors that Subaru is turning the STI name into a trim level, okay? Now, I don't necessarily see that as a bad thing, but we, I want to know what the minimum would be for you to go, okay, this is an STI. You would refer to it as an STI versus this is some trim level WRX, okay? So we're going to go over that here in a few, too. But first, I want to rant about the RA block. But joining me here today is uh, my, turning into basically my weekly co-host, Warranty. How are you, doing? The one sir? and only.
1: Man, hello, hello. Your
0: voice sounds good on that mic, my guy. And then Dylan dropped in for a few minutes because he wants to hear me rant about the uh the RA block. Of How are you, Dylan? I'm um, great. You uh you are plugging along on three GCs right now, but it does look like that sweet truck is out driving around, and you you got a lot going on, my dude. I even
2: have a GR on a lift.
0: Oh man, what is going on? And then warranty. Um, did you not go out on a date with uh who we were referring to as Nancy? How did that go?
1: (laughs) Oh, I did, it went great. You know, I don't really think if it's a date or it's just going out as friends, but we talked for two hours straight about some serious things. The time flew by, and uh, she invited me back for the future to study together. And no, that's not a euphemism because we both have uh tests we got to study for, so Mm -hmm. I like a study buddy, and I'm looking forward to that.
0: Study buddy. That's what the kids are calling it now, okay, so <laughs> <laughs> all right, um <laughs> Ooh,
2: yeah, um Born to you sound like you could be a talk show host oh, oh his thank new you. mic
0: plus his voice are it's beautiful, right it's beautiful it's great it's it's so good, it's incredible all right we're gonna we're gonna rant about the r a block a little bit, all right, so we just put this this uh This package up. We've had the RA block on our site for a while now. One of the reasons we did this, and I will I will let you in on a little secret that I may or may not, you know, this this is kind of an insider's thing, but I'm going to let everybody know. The RA block is actually the most searched thing, not the it is the most looked at item on IEG Performances' site. Wow. Now I have some theories about this on why that is okay but it is it. it's this and so with that stated there along with the internet hype behind the ra block and what it is and what it isn't and you know certain people stating they can make lunacy horsepower using these things all of that noise okay can we um, put names on that or no no No, we will not be doing that. You want to have that conversation outside of here? We can do that. But um, long story short, it's a lot of Instagram hype and nobody really has any. The the conversation leads no further than to how much horsepower it made on a dyno, not what it did after. Okay, so going back to this, um, it is searched a lot and a lot of people are looking at this as a you know, uh, a good replacement for a stock engine. Now, in this situation where you were to stick it in place of an OEM motor and you were going to run it at, like, stage 2-ish near OEM power levels, honestly, it's – you could do worse, okay? Um, you could do worse. I, I don't think it's the worst thing you could do. I think you're better off than, um, you know – Doing what a lot of shops even used to do, where they would like, pat, or uh uh basically slap a set of quote unquote drop in pistons in in these engines and just toss them out the door. Um, you know, there's there's it, it, honestly, it's probably going to be more reliable than a like having a machine shop build something for you based off the engine that you probably have that just failed. In this machine shop, not having any background in Subarus, and the machining's really poor, and you know they aren't using torque plates and stuff that's going to last you about fifteen minutes, okay but what the r a block is not is a a factory OEM you know two thousand dollar rod piston engine. it is not not capable of sustaining. 500 plus wheel horsepower for any amount of time, at least not any more time than the old block was. In fact, in so. fact, it's actually worse at it. Um, there are a really? couple of things. The, the STI RA case itself is actually softer than the stock case. It's one of the reasons when we build our engines, we don't use the RA case. When we close deck a block, because the metal is softer.
1: Why did they do that?
0: You tell me. I'm sure there was some thought behind it, or maybe they're making it cheaper. What I can tell you is there's probably a reason that the RA block is cheaper than the standard STI block at this point. Mm. Um, I, I, I don't know the exact reason for that, but I, there's definitely reasons behind that. But what people have gotten hung up on is they made a change to the piston. And for some reason, there is a, a, a fairly large group of people who should be significantly smarter than this. I've heard very intelligent people say this, and it, it aggravates me to no end, that the Pistons are significantly stronger. And or, I have even heard signi- very smart people say that the Pistons are forged. Neither of these are exactly true. Okay. Um the piston did have a slight redesign. There is some reinforcement on the skirts and down by the pin. Okay, there's more more material there. So it's more right. reinforced on there, but the reality of it is it really wasn't the weak point of these blocks anyway, or at least that piston. The piston problem was up by the ringland. The ringland is ever so slightly beefier, but it's these still have ringland issues. It's still a cast piston. It's still going to have the same problem, so it's it's
3: really not it's it's really not a
0: uh, it's not a stronger engine. Um, now you still have the same rods, you still have these same bearings, you still have the same questionable quality control coming out of Subaru for a lot of their OEM product. Like, so you're going to have the same bearing issues. This isn't, if the people who are saying, I want a stronger engine, and this is a vast majority of them, I want a stronger engine. I'm going to buy an STI RA block. My, my engine just rod knocked. You're literally putting the same engine back in your car. The thing that failed is the same quality or worse than what you had just pulled out of your car. And this is the thing I just cannot stress enough. If you are looking to modify your car, anything past very basic bolt-ons, okay? We're talking, like, stage one intake kind of stuff, maybe a downpipe. Very basic stage two things, okay? Like, very basic cob, simple stuff okay, you start going into ethanol or anything else to where you're going to start picking up a lot of torque, and you have an engine failure, you really need to look into something properly built. Our, our IEG 550 block, and and to that degree, and, and, and I, I don't want this to be a, a giant, you know, IEG ad, even though this is the IEG Thursday thing, but I, I truly believe you're better off with, with our our, our five fifty block which is our base block or even other brands you know base blocks than you are with um with an RA block because uh, what's up? No
2: I gotta I gotta jump out of here. Uh I got a meeting I gotta jump to do. So hey. I'll catch you guys in a we'll bit. See
0: you later. All right. So you're better off for the five fifty block. Um, or something like that. I would prefer you go with a five fifty block because I I am still wholeheartedly of the belief we build the uh the best Subaru engines on the planet. Um, there's there's some loud people out there right now, um, spewing a bunch of hate, and I think that's where some of this uh RA stuff is coming from, um, you know, but the. with the the with the metal being softer these RA blocks tend to go out around quite a bit faster the the standard 2.5 liter EJ turbo engine already has problems with really thin cylinder walls and those things after not very uh, a very long period of time when pressured will go out around you'll burn a ton of oil um in some cases eat a ring land It'll cause more knock because of the oil. Um, there's there's piston slap, things of that nature. It they will go out around very quickly, um, especially when pushed. Stock power levels, it's not that big of a deal, but when pushed, this becomes a problem. And when you really start leaning on it, it becomes a problem even faster. Um this is the same thing with and I already don't recommend a open deck block past like 400 to 420 wheel horsepower. So these people running around saying that this softer block with a worse piston and worse machining is good to 500 plus is lunacy. It's lunacy. And, uh, I, I just, a lot of people are getting taken for a ride and I I just hate seeing it within the community. I hate seeing it within the community. Um, and again, I believe there's a place for this block and that is for just off of stock horsepower levels. And you're trying to get the thing back up and running. I understand the price point makes sense. Now, going back to this, we already stated, this is the most viewed thing on our site. Um, and as intelligent business people, if they're going to spend the money on that, they might as well spend the money with us. Um, yeah, um, I, Ryan, I will get to your comment here in a second. So we, we made this kit to make it even easier. Okay, but the amount of people, what you have is you have a lot of people who I believe are coming to our website. Because we're known for Subaru engines, and that is the cheapest engine on our site. And, and it's, it's hard to beat. People just don't read. Um, unfortunately a lot of we we try to put in the description the best we can that this isn't our engine this is just a factory sealed block but a lot of people think that like it's our engine when it's not so it's tough yeah and and you know the the internet as uh ryan just put parrots make it hard um so yeah, that's that that's my my rant on the RA block. Um do I, I I like I said I believe there's a place for it. Um but I really I I really need to stress um that place is that that window is a lot more narrow than people realize. And uh I'm going to keep harping on about that over and over and over. This is not your $2000 forged bottom end. This is not a uh, the version 7 bottom end um from back in the day like those things were tanks. This is not. Um it's a completely different animal. Now. Um do beep Ryan at Turbo Time who's in the chat right now on Discord and like I said I have said before. Uh we record this live. Um so we have a, a chat. This is in our Discord. The links are all over the place. Um, or you can search. I, I I don't know if you can search us or not yet. But either way, you can get to our Discord pretty easy. The IEG uh, Subaru Insiders Lounge. And on, uh, on Facebook, um, there, we have links all over the place on how to get to our Discord. So come to our Discord. You can come in here and you can join in the chat. Um, if you're listening to this after, but Ryan in the chat says it, who, uh, this is Ryan at turbo time. Um, a, uh, uh, one of our shops, he's actually a gold dealer. He says, uh, we have two RA blocks here right now. One is an actual RA one's just a superseded block car or supersession block car, but either way, both under 40,000, uh, miles and, um, oval the cylinders. And that's, like I said, this is, that's happening a lot um matt are the pistons different in just physical design or is it the metallurgy difference as well as well they're they're slightly different design the metallurgy is from everything that we have seen is basically identical they're they're still a, a basic cast piston um anything else so that's uh Any more comments on the RA Block? Warranty, what's your take on this? I like uh, talking to you about things like this because you are a very, uh, you like your car's stock. And if anybody trusts Subaru of America or just Subaru in (laughs) general, it's you. And uh, I would like to hear what you, you have to say about that.
1: Okay. Well, I'm glad you asked. So first thing that comes to mind is coming from something outside of automotive, which is stronger and stiffer is not necessarily better. So I wonder if the change to a softer case was intentional to make things just a little bit more durable. Stiffer means that it's more likely to break, whereas softer means it'll bend and hopefully it'll go back. Not necessarily means that's how it works, but that's what I think it could mean. So it's the same reason why the various bushings in your car aren't just mega stiff, because when things are locked down hard, They like to break. You know, it's not just about noise, vibration, harshness. It's also about durability. So secondly is, yeah, I had, I even got a chance to ask this to somebody from Japan. And it was at the auto show a couple of years back when they were showing off the S209. And I said, does the new block have forged pistons? And he just looked at me like I've like, he had no idea what I was saying. And, uh, Yep. So it doesn't. It's just hy- hyper eutectic pistons. Um, the other thing is, uh, yeah, I'm surprised that I'm surprised to hear you say that it's, that it's worse. I thought it was better, to be honest. The last thing I'll say is um, do you think it's the price that is making people search it on your website so much? Or, it's, or is it the massive amount of social media hype from people we won't name saying say
0: that it, you? I want to say it's 50 50.
1: Okay,
0: okay. I, I I really like I in true belief that it's fifty fifty because the um and, and I'm saying this due to the questions that I'm getting about it. Um, it, the like the the questions in the comments from people who genuinely don't know and just need help and direction. These are not internet hype boys. Okay, these are these are people who are are genuinely just need help and they're they're seeing a very attractive price. And, and okay. that's, in unfortunately they, you know, maybe they do a little search on, on this RA block, you know, on Facebook or whatever, and then they find internet hype stuff. But so I think it works two ways that that post being so popular is a good and a bad thing. Um, and it, it's kind of up to, to us on our, our side. And I, I believe it's, it's up to IEG and up to, to just, it, you know, us within the community to do our best to educate people, you know, and, and that's what we did back in the day, the nasioc days back in the hisa when we, uh, when, when that's, that's why you have so many quote unquote Subaru nerds out there is because we did nerd out about this stuff and we, we did everything humanly possible to try to, uh, uh, to, to try to educate. All of us, you know, not only our customers, and but us being, you know, kind of pillars within the community, we have to look at it from a community standpoint. We're just, even if we're not selling anything to these people, I do believe it's it's our job to to try to educate them um, the best possible way we can.
1: Yeah, you know that those nerds from back in the day also brought us things like Uncle Scotty's cocktail, which was some blend well, of yes transmission no.
0: yes and no okay some of those th- this is that's a, a perfect example uncle scotty's cocktail and for those of you who don't know what uncle scotty's cocktail is this was there was a, a, a nasiak user named uncle scotty who who wanted to get his five speed to stop grinding and he mixed a bunch of crap together um, to include Redline Shockproof and some other stuff, and you'd you'd throw this in your five speed, and it'd feel great for like a week, and then it'd start grinding, and then get worse and worse and worse, and then you'd finally pull your trans apart and realize it's almost destroyed. Um, Redline Shockproof does not play well in our our transmissions, and like this is one of those things that just went. it it, it caught on like wildfire because people uh, what it comes down to is people really want the RA block to be this, this cheap savior. Okay. And people really wanted uncle Scotty's cocktail to fix things. And people really wanted blast plates on five speeds to make their, their transmission stronger. And people really wanted lightweight crank pulleys to be, you know an easy 10 horsepower and cool for your engine like people want these things because they're so simple and easy you know what i mean and and cheap and and like well this is the silver bullet to fix this and it's so cheap and it you know the, the the what the literature behind this makes sense you know what i mean people want these things and A lot of times it's just that's not how it works, you know, Um, or there's there's side effects that you don't realize.
1: The big side effect is you lose people. So every kid out there that buys an RA block and tries to smash 600 horsepower through it is going to blow up that block and then leave and not come back. And And then they're
0: going to be the they're going to be the guy out there saying Subaru suck. You know, these they're complete trash. When I built mine, quote unquote, built because he just stuffed an RA block in it. When I built mine and made all my power, you know, the car was just nothing but issues. And, and, you know, everybody told me I was crazy and then it blew up and I hate these cars and, you know, they go on to do whatever they're going to do. And it sucks because a lot of those guys, if they got proper, if they had a proper experience or talked to, you know, got the guidance they really needed, they'd be in a better place. You know? And I, this, this topic kind of went sideways and i i honestly this is this is a topic that we we need to hit on sometime um because i the the anti-subaru hate is unreal it like you're either in or you're out with this group unfortunately and it it isn't due to us it's everybody on the outside it, the the majority of people on the outside of subaru's have a great time either hating or making fun of Subarus
1: The number of people talking about head gaskets still is too damn high
0: It's way too damn high, and they don't know what the hell they're talking about. These cars haven't had head gasket issues, and who knows how long you know every car has head gasket issues if you put three times the amount of power through it it was designed to have you know it's 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 crazy like yeah if somebody's bitching about their head gasket issues when their car makes you know, 550 to the wheels. Like, you can't complain about head gaskets. Where are you getting off? You know what I mean? And nobody's, they don't have any more head gasket issue than any other car.
1: And the major rash they had was on NA motors. It was
0: NA 2.5 liter, specifically. Like, everything else was fine. It was just NA 2.5 liters in general.
1: Yeah, so get
0: off it. get off it get off all right we're going to talk about the other topic here okay and this is something this is the reason i wanted you specifically on here because i think you and i's answer are probably closer than you think okay? okay you being the um i i i throw this on you you are the quintessential i trust subaru to do the right thing okay you you have you have been that through and through um hence the reason you keep your warranty and hell you were even hell bent on getting your oil changed from Subaru for a long time and felt the pain due to it man we got a lot of people in here today this is awesome it is great seeing all you guys
1: um it's the microphone
0: it's that it's that mic dude you're just buttery um hi stephanie i gotta say hi to stephanie if i don't it just it's gonna be weird um we got jason knackery in here too um so uh, Ryan's talking about holy shit, Uncle Scotty's cocktail. <laughs> um, yeah. You haven't heard that in a minute, have you? Ryan will tell you all about Uncle Scotty's cocktail. He's been around a minute. Um. Okay.
3: So. So let's talk about.
0: If Subaru were, there's lots of talk of Subaru turning STI into a um. A, a trim level. Okay. So honestly, when, when the STI came to the United States, it was called the WRX STI in 2004. But at that point it was so drastically different. It was far beyond just a trim level of WRX or a trim level of Impreza. I mean, it was a, it was a comp- almost a completely different car. And then later on down the road, it actually became a different car. In um, 2015, it split its own direction. The, the STI was its own model. It, was, it, it actually dropped the WRX from it, okay? And, and this is where a lot of people got into that, especially those who were messing around with Subarus recently. They remember the STI as this is a model. The WRX was its own model. Hold
1: on now. Is that is that right? So in 2015, the WRX became a standalone model in Subaru's statistics, and it was no longer a trim level of Impreza. But I thought the STI on top of the WRX was always a trim level. So when Subaru would report sales figures, the two were always combined. WRX and STI.
0: My understanding is that is not how that was set up. And the reason I'm telling you this is because of the way I see it on the back end. When we're trying to, when you go through and like do a selective vehicle, this is how the aftermarket has it set up. And that's, that comes from Subaru as far as like models and trim level. It's considered a model.
1: Okay. And it was, there was kind of a big
0: deal with that. So either way, the the car was drastically different. It looked a lot like a WRX, but past that, that was about it. They use different engines, different transmissions you know different brakes different axles uh, the the interior was similar but quite a bit different and then we get up to the new VB where they have discontinued the STI okay but the WRX lives on and the WRX is still its own model it's its own thing it's it's impreza based but those a Subaru people know that um the WRX has become its own model though and so here's my question. If they're talking about making the STI trim level, not just for the WRX, but lots of different vehicles. Um, but when we talk about the STI, most people are going to think about, or, or talk about STI in general. Most people are going to think about, you know, the something blue with a big wing and big brakes, you know, and, and it's, it's basically impressive based. And At what okay. level what would you need of VB WRX with an STI model trim? What would make you be okay with them calling it an STI and not being mad about it? Now I wanna give some I wanna give some background to this real quick. A lot of people do not realize that the STI was a trim level originally. Back in the very first original WRXs, we're talking the STI version 1. Now, I'm, I'm going way back here. I pulled up NorthUrsalia.com, which is, this used to be called something else, and I don't remember, and they got sued due to the name, so he changed the name of it, and he still keeps this up. It's so much good info for old-school stuff on here. But the original STI version, all right, um, came, it, that was built in 94 that was literally a trim level of the WRX. Well, of, and it was a trim level of a WRX and the WRX was a trim level of an Impreza. So it literally was the super Impreza WRX STI version. And that's, there wasn't much different about that car, but what I want to hear your, your take on this because it went from a trim level to it's, progressed to a drastically different car but still a trim level to a its own model and now they're talking about bringing it back to a trim level what would it need to be for you
1: okay i got something here sure. so in the rest of the world sti is just an appearance package on other models and then upgraded performance on the i guess it's just the wrx i don't know if they have brz stis in other other um they had forester
0: stis that had six speeds and they were basically stis but in forester trim
1: oh i didn't know that i thought they were just appearance packages
0: Mm -mm. they were straight up forester stis
1: oh wow okay um well i don't i don't know how the rest of the world acts about stis versus how the united states market does but
0: we're the u.s market we're talking about okay I'm talking okay. about you. You're the guy who Me. trusts I'm the crew. I want to hear what you what would what would make you look at a VB STI and go, you know what, I want to make sure I get the STI badging. Like okay. what 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 would make that special enough for you to go that's worthy of calling an STI, which at this point I wanna say would be that'd be a version 13 holy shit i'm getting old i thought
1: it was version 12 i i could be wrong
0: would it be 12 was 11 the va then
1: yeah yeah you you and i talked about it i had a version 11 it would be
0: it would be version 12 then
1: yeah nonetheless it's like iphone 27 right yeah
0: it's (laughs) iphone iphone 35
1: (laughs) right okay so for starters limited slip differentials front center and rear dccd is required And then on top of that, all the little bits and bobs that make that car better dynamically. So better suspension, better, you know, lower control arms. You know this stuff better than I do. Um, It's easier for me to just call it a competitor to another car. So I want a Civic Type R, except I don't want front wheel drive. I want an STI that is Type R levels of quality and engineering. The VA STI was very good. The VB WRX is not quite up to competitor cars, such as the N models from Hyundai or the Civic Type R. There is a big gap in terms of performance between a Civic Type R and a VB WRX non-STI. I wanna pay $45,000, yeah, 45, let's say that. I wanna pay $45,000 for a Type R class WRX STI in VB I want slightly better interior but honestly it doesn't matter that's what I want
0: Beth what's your take on this I want to hear you
3: uh-oh does Beth work she she wanted to be on here
0: Beth is your mic working oh
1: I'll keep going a little bit then so Ryan okay, at going. Turbo Time said consumer Brembos yeah, I looked up years ago. The Brembos that come spec on the VASTI or every STI, right? The Brembos that everybody thinks about are the lowest tier, and they're an old design, and they work fine. They are spec. They
0: were they were Brembo's Gran Turismo kit from back in the day. Spec lesser. They were a cheap version of the Brembo Gran Turismo kit from like two thousand two.
1: Yep and they are specs for light duty track use which makes me happy and uh, yeah <laughs> years ago at PRI Dewey and I walked up to the, the Brembo people and I just blitzed them with what would it take for a better Brembo kit for an STI and they were like they had no answers because STIs are a <laughs> tiny market for them
0: <laughs> are you spending $30,000 on your front brakes alone no? okay stop talking to us right um, <laughs> <laughs>
3: um so I
0: think my my uh I think this is going to surprise you. Okay? It wouldn't take much for me, but I also I don't need to spend $45,000 on it. Now, let's assume let's assume the new WRX is I mean, what are they technically going for? What's MSRP on a DPWRX?
1: You know the high end, like the GT that I don't, uh, Chris has six the star. But... I want
0: to know what the oh, base okay. base bit shit model is. Let's okay.
1: let me...
3: checking. Yep.
1: Starting uh... at twenty nine thousand dollars.
0: Okay, well, it's a thirty thousand dollar car. What would make me spend an extra ten? Which is basically what an STI has always been. Okay, it's been Brilliant. about a ten thousand dollar, anywhere between seven and ten thousand dollar upcharge. Okay. It honestly wouldn't take much. As much as I want that glorious DCD and built six-speed, I don't think we need it, OK? For it to be an STI trim level. Do I want it? Absolutely. Absolutely. Are we going to get it? Probably not. OK? One thing I don't think we need is more horsepower. What I'd really like to see, and I, this is what's going to blow everybody's mind. What do you mean we don't need more horsepower? We already know how much power the stock turbo VB can make. Okay? What I would really like to do is I'd like to see the WRX spec more for track use. Okay? So, light track use, consumer grade Brembos, like you were saying. I think consumer grade Brembos are a good idea. I'd really, I'd be way happier if they'd went back to the four pots versus the six pots they put on the later ones.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: Okay, they're just—it's easier to get pads for. The consumables are a lot lower, and the the stopping capability is basically identical.
1: Are pads still an issue? It's been a couple years now.
0: Hell, it's
1: oh, hell. that's terrible.
0: Um, it's hell. Okay, uh, the seats aren't that bad in a vb they just aren't the oem seats are decent do some like a la cantera whatever that's fine throw some sti badges on it whatever i'm not even that worried about it now what i'd like them to do is save money put a cheaper infotainment system in it okay just put a very basic radio in it Um, I would even be happier if they put very basic climate control. I don't need climate control. I would be totally stoked if they put basic bitch knobs in there again.
1: Okay. You're bringing up a good point. The original STIs that came to America were punching way above their weight class in terms of price to performance. And nowadays, I think people want like GT cars out of these STIs. (laughs) That's
0: what people are in their mind. They're thinking what a lot of people don't seem to remember is. The only reason the STI happened is because Group A Rally, they had to homologate a bunch of crazy shit. So that's why you got a new STI version every year. Or that's why you get like a a V-Limited or something goofy. Because they wanted to homologate something. Okay, so the STI or the STI-RA or something like that, those existed for like factory radio deletes or beefier rear limited slip differentials or, you know, they DCCD. That was a big one, you know, um, adding DCCD to the car. Um, that was something that came in the STI version too. Intercooler mean, cooler water sprayers were factory, Yeah, you know, um, that was cool. You know, it, it had to do with world rally championship with group a, and then later and, and using some of the same stuff, Group N, which was basically a stock vehicle. Now, other things that the STI would get that the WRX didn't get, they would get like basically the same size turbo, but the STI version would be ball bearing. Okay. And in this situation, I don't think we really need that. Yeah. You'd get like the VF22 would be on a, a, like a WRX, but then the VF20, I think it was the VF24, was the ball bearing version of a VF22. Right. But, they would also do things like factory closed deck blocks.
1: Mm-hmm. Way back and in the day.
0: When the WRX would have an open deck, the STI would have a factory closed deck. Okay. I don't even think we need to do that with the VA or VB. Sorry. I don't even think we need to do that. What I would like to see is it would be cooler. It would be cool if you, they would slightly revise the gear ratios to be a little tighter. Okay. I would like them to put a. It would be cool if they put some sort of torsen basic diff up front. I would like to see them put some form of plated diff in the rear, and a a slightly more aggressive doesn't even have to be DCCD in the center, but I really want them to put a bigger rear diff, and beefier axles in the rear. Okay. So
1: while we're on this subject, yes, we should talk about the WRX TR.
0: Well, let's talk about the WRX-TR, but we need to get to that. I'm, okay. I, let me get through my STI explanation.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Okay. I want a better top mount intercooler with a water sprayer. And I, I want a factory oil cooler. So yeah. what I want them to do is trim weight. And then they're going to end up adding weight in, in other places, bigger rear diff, brakes, stuff like that but I want the curb weight to be the same or slightly less.
1: Now, when you say oil cooler, just so that we all know that's an air to oil cooler, not the air to water. I'm sorry. Uh, oil water cooler that comes stock in the STI.
0: That, that things was always kind of a joke. I want to, I want a proper, like, um, like spec style, radiator, C style, like radiator style, oil cooler, yeah, you know, okay. front mounted ducted. Mm. Well, you know that's that's what I would like. And then as far as appearance goes, I'd like to keep it really simple. But I'd like them to see put. To, I'd like to see them put slightly wider wheels on the car. Um, slightly wider wheels so you could put a grippier tire on it. You don't even have to change the tire; just put a wider wheel on it. And then obviously, it would be cool if they would paint match the side skirts.
1: Yeah, IAG paint matching the side skirts on their shop car looks fantastic.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, our our I, honestly, I would like the car to look like our RVB. RVB looks phenomenal. RVB mm-hmm. drives phenomenal. I love RVB, but I'd like to see them go back to doing the little things. Is really what yeah. I'm 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 getting at. And we'll take care of the horsepower. Like, oh yeah, a little shit. And yeah, the you stuff know, that's annoying. Like, The chassis on a VB is great. The track slut VB guys, and there's not a ton of them out there, but the ones that are, are seeing really good success with it. That chassis is great. You know, and honestly, the VA chassis was solid.
1: Mm -hmm. These are big cars too. So I like that they're able to get down on track.
3: Yep. And they're getting down on track with next to nothing. You know, they got open diffs all over the place. Mr. Dylan.
2: Dylan, how so are I you? I actually yeah, I, I uh I wanted to butt in on this when you guys were talking to uh or talking about the like climate control and stuff, everything being more basic.
1: Yes. Um
2: because one of the biggest things that I actually love about my C six vet compared to most of them is the simplicity in the in it. it, it like the climate control module, University. yeah, in the in my vet is literally like the same thing out of like a freaking 2002 Cobalt. It's literally like two switches. Like it does the job. Like it, nice. it's nothing fancy. I don't need a quadruple DIN display. Like I I wouldn't want that in an STI. Like I don't need a big screen. I don't want a big screen. I want simple simplicity, lightweight, fast yep, fun
3: it car. Was,
1: yeah, it was one of the things that GM did really well copying and pasting from everywhere. Don't reinvent the wheel. Honestly, I like my BRZ infotainment system a lot better because it has more knobs and buttons. I do not like the new Outbacks or the new WRXs where it's a massive touchscreen. Such a mistake, but I could be the only one.
0: I I think I really like the tactile feel of like, you know why I like this? If you're driving on the highway and you want to turn the radio up, you have a knob and you can feel it. You know what I mean? You don't, if you're just touching a flat screen, you have to look at it and make sure it's, you're interacting with it.
2: And maybe it's my inner boomer, but I hate having screens in my car. Like I, that is the biggest turnoff for me for looking at a new vehicle is uh, Mm -hmm. all the stuff. I hate how much stuff isn't in in a vehicle. Like, I, I absolutely hate it. Like I, and the very simplistic. I wanna, I wanna drive the car. I wanna enjoy the car. I wanna, you know, instead of having the, you know, I have AC. No, don't get me wrong. If you haven't tried AC seats, they're the bee's knees. But if we're talking about a performance car, like yes, I I yeah. much rather have AC seats in like the WRX TR than the SDI.
0: What I don't want, yeah, I, and I think the TR should be the tourer. You know what I mean, and well, yeah, but I mean... the STI, I, 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 I would like to see it become more raw. It, like in a perfect world, I'd like them to put half of the sound deadening in. You know what I mean, right. and and, and, yeah. and like solid mount some stuff, and and like it, like I I would really like to see that thought as thought of as this is the performance and very performance oriented model of this and not try right. to like it, not not look at it like we need to refine this to the level of like a BMW M3. I don't want it to be refined. I want this thing to be raw.
1: We've got some good comments in the chat about yeah. this. So, first one I'm looking at is from Beth at IAG. Subaru's idea with the larger screen was for people to use Android Auto and Apple CarPlay voice commands. Along with the car's voice command. They got rid of buttons because they wanted people to be less distracted with buttons. Okay. So, I,
0: can I, I, I got a comment on this. I have to. Yeah, go for it. The problem is you are then assuming that people are going to use Android Auto or Apple CarPlay. And I will go as far as to say 50% of the people who are just bouncing into this car and ripping down the road real quick aren't. Now, I while I agree with this to a certain degree, there's something to be said about I'm listening to a podcast and I just want to turn it up a little bit. And it, yep. having a knob just works better.
1: I feel way less distracted with knobs. I don't have to look. I don't have to learn Thank a you. new interface. Subaru, exactly. with their three... Um, there are three climate control gauges at the bottom, plus the, the hazard lights in the top center between the vents. That's the same across multiple cars. So I never have to think about, oh, i got to put my hazards on. I just instinctively reach for the same place every time. That's got a lot of value to it.
0: Yep. Yes, it does. And, and I think some of that is getting lost. Now, there are some advantages to putting a small basic screen... You know, if there's nothing behind it, you're not going to have a lot of moving parts. And it might end up being lighter.
1: Or cheaper. You know what I mean? Maybe yeah. they
0: could put a, a, a smaller screen.
1: Mm-hmm. You know,
0: give me a half size screen and give me a cubby there or something. The cool thing about a cubby is I can put gauges there if I want to. So give me half yeah. the size of the See, screen. Give me a big flat spot there that I could stick some gauges. Oh, yeah. And, and
2: I hate to sound like the guy that's pushing the Corvette thing, but you... <laughs> Another thing they did with the C7 was a small screen. The screen drops down into a dash. You still have a volume knob. You still have knobs for climate control. And you can put gauges behind the screen.
0: Well, that's one of the reasons I really like my BRZ going back to this. My BRZ is simple. It feels like a 90s car. You know, it's It's got a very basic double DIN screen with a knob, you know, radio with a knob. I can rip that out and stick whatever I want in there. But, like,. It's it's very simple. and There's something to be said about simplicity with that.
1: Yeah, Subaru's rally cars in Japan like the the Group A type cars, yeah. um they take out the screen and they just put a flat panel there. And sometimes yeah. they actually put DCCD and SI drive up there. Yeah. Yeah, no, like that's You you're, simple it, and perfect. It,
0: most of these like STiRA versions from Japan back in the day or like um in the early 2000s the the Spec C um, and, and those cars, they would come with no radios at all. The total radio delete. That was, you know, no sound deadening. Those things were down to clown. Now I can understand if we're not going to get that level of raw. I, I wish we would. Um, but I, I can like, see that not happening, but I would really like to see, like, we're going to simplify the living shit out of this. And you know, who's going to yeah. hate it? All of the car reviewers. And I don't care because if if you put the effort into the right spot, that car will hit the right people.
1: There's another comment I want to touch on. Heavy metal WRX. The average age of a WRX owner is now mid thirties. That's who they are building these cars for. Yeah. Everybody wants something for less than the next guy. So that I think is why they're turning it into GT cars. They're trying to make it a cheaper alternative to like an M3 or something. While I agree with that...
0: While I agree with that, the reason that car has the popularity of that badge is due to shit like this. Okay. Yeah. And that, and I'm 42 this year. Okay. And, and I'm asking for this. Yeah. I'm farting dust over here and I'm asking for this. You have the TR with the same power level and all the goodies that you want. That's your GT car. Okay, give us a properly raw one. And then then this is gonna blow everybody's mind. Release all the parts in an STI catalog.
1: Oh my gosh, yes. People
0: just buy this shit. Yep. Okay. So release a limited number of these cars. Do do a thousand of them. Okay? Do a thousand STIs a year that are just chuck full of the STI parts catalog with all the STI goodies. Okay? and then sell the rest of it in bits and pieces to everybody else.
1: God, Wouldn't that be something? They, sell a, they sell, sell a TR or sell a spec C, which would be just a stripper model, something that's easy to homologate, right? And then say, oh, by the way, we're selling our entire back catalog for people who already have STIs. Yeah, And it happens to work on the an VBs. It's easy
0: way to build community.
1: Oh, we built man. all
0: this cool shit. You can build cool shit too. Here's the stuff we had to build yep. cool shit.
1: I like, would well, I, buy, I would buy a VB for twenty nine thousand dollars, and I would absolutely spend ten thousand dollars at Subaru's parts counter to turn it into an STI if such a thing was available in like the Copo style parts catalog. I which, think
0: you'd be cheaper. I think you would be cheaper buying the STI.
1: It, well, assuming the STI didn't exist because there was some okay, backdoor yeah. way. I yeah.
0: mean, so what I would like to see is you buy a VB, uh, or you like I, it. This would make the VB a $40,000 car. And it would be a $40,000 car with less sound deadening, a very basic radio, some stiffer shifter bushings, so the the steering was a, or the shift action was a bit more direct because we're going to put some fancy STI shifter cables in it. Um because how can you not do an STI short shifter with all the shit that we have mentioned? So basically what this is is a parts catalog, but do some like put a really good maybe noisy rear diff in the thing The these that I'm talking about all of this steering feel. And the reason they talk about like, man, 90s cars were so much fun to drive. 90% of it would come back. 90% of that vibe would come back. And what you would get is you would, you would have like, I don't know the auto you'd have like, what, what the hell is that TV show? That's on PBS. It's going to kill me. Motorweek. Motorweek would probably hate it. It would, it would, that car would be amazing in in a bunch of their tests, but Motorweek would be like super noisy and the cabins, blah, blah, blah. the seats are too stiff and the suspensions, what, you know, they're going to bitch about it. Let them bitch. Okay. What you're going to get is like the YouTube community is going to get a hold of these cars. They're going to go tear assing with it and, and it's going to, that nostalgia kick is going to come back. You're going to have a a guy like that dude in blue is going to drive it and he's going to go, I get it. You know?
1: Yeah. Cana any rare or perceived rare car now is all subject to market adjustment. 100%. Subaru needs to produce these cars in unlimited numbers. And in fact, they're doing that with the BRZ-TS. It's no longer a limited edition. It's now just a trim level. So there's precedent in the present tense for the STI coming back. As a trim yep. level.
0: Yes, that's, that's what we're, in fact, that's the rumors we're starting to hear.
1: Yeah, it, it's supposed to be a cheap economy car that goes like hell. That yep. is the ethos of an STI.
0: Yeah. It, 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 honestly, I, I think the way to do it would be dealers, you, you have to go into a dealer and order it. Like, and it, it takes three months to get to you. I would be totally cool with that. Yeah, And it comes in one trim level. And then they, I think that's the way you, you fix dealer markup.
1: Yeah, Subaru, I think, has cracked down pretty well on, on markups. But, um, that's, but that's it, it,
0: it, it, it would happen. I don't yeah. care where it's going to happen. And that's yeah. how you fix the dealer markup problem. And, and the people who actually want them would get them. And, and it, I, I, that's how you, have to, you had to order like a spec C back in the day in Japan. You had to go in and order the damn thing.
1: So I do want to say one more thing. I mentioned Copo. So for all the kids that are younger than like 45 years old out there, Copo was what? Central office purchase order for Mopar, I believe, where you could buy a bunch of race car no, parts through.
0: Copo through was Mo- a Chevrolet.
1: Chevrolet. Oh, I'm sorry. Thank you. Yeah, thank, that's you, thank you. Copo By performance cannot. parts through the dealer. Yep. You things got that you. didn't had actually exist.
0: Right now. Yeah. Mopar <laughs> had a, a similar thing, but Copo itself.
1: Oh, it. sorry. The comments are just exploding. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah. You're such a. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Don't use the M word. <laughs>
0: Don't use the M word. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, you
1: could build a race car from buying things at the dealer. That makes me so happy as as a guy with a nickname warranty you have no idea.
0: I think it's great. And you know, again, we this is kind of counterintuitive to IAG which we exist to support the you know, we we literally are the aftermarket, you know what I mean? Like that that is our entire industry. We sell some OEM parts, but we are an aftermarket company. But I think it has to start somewhere and and Like, I I, again, I go back to, I think, the community. The community has always been the most important part of all of this to me. And I think it would be good not only for the community, but Subaru in general with their their own image. Like, right now, Subaru's got this real vibe of they don't give two shits about performance. And they they, like, all of these, all of the people that made Subaru cool are getting crapped on right now. And I don't think Subaru themselves even sees it that way. They just, they're looking at it like we want to sell more Outbacks.
1: Yeah. I, one of the things that drove me nuts about Subaru from the very beginning before I even got into all this crazy stuff with Dewey was that all the STI parts you could buy from the parts counter were stupid. Like it was a short throw shifter and it was an exhaust and the rest was like just trim pieces drives me crazy to this day. Like sell me something real I guess you could get Group N Trans mounts. That's cool, but that's one item.
0: Well, the, they kind of had a bunch of that stuff at one point, the Group N parts. There's actually a lot of Group N parts that people don't realize. You just have to get the part numbers for them. Um, there was Group N did billet shifter forks. Group N did a full shift linkage and, and, and short shifter that people don't even realize. Like it, Everything from the trans back.
1: Yeah, that's pretty um, cool.
0: You know, group it, the the group N parts existed because it had to have a part number and they needed it homologated for group N. Mm-hmm. And you know, they'd make a one-off car for the stuff that they needed. This is one of the things that you know we we lost something pretty amazing with the nineties with with group A. Okay? people don't understand group a wrc is the reason that you and i are even having this conversation right now there are two massively influential things that happen that we even have a conversation we're we're talking about not only just uh you know we're on a subaru performance-based podcast okay but uh you know that we we even have a following enough to have all the people that are sitting in here and the two big things are Group A Rally, okay, and The Fast and the Furious. We can go on about The Fast and the Furious, and in fact, I'm going to save that one for the anniversary of The Fast and the Furious. We're going to have a whole thing on that, but Group A Rally, um, essentially what that was, after Group B was banned, they they made it a lot harder to make uh to to make a a rally car not only did they put a pretty serious limit on on sizing um uh, of the engine and uh, the amount of power it could make but you had to make a significant amount of these vehicles that had to be like literally produced before you could use the goodies from them and what that did is produce some really amazing cars that that I don't think people totally realize the influence of them. one of them being the WX slash STI. Okay. And then the yeah. Mitsubishi Evo, those are the ones that come to everybody's head, but you also have the escort Cosworth. Okay. Um, which also bled into the, the, the RS and other stuff for the focus. Um, you have the, uh, the Lancia Delta Integrale and in whatever evolution version that was, um you had the celica gt4 um you had it, 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 a, a lot of it that's where all these cars came from you nissan even did the the gtri or gtir gtir um and
1: this is something regular people can buy so they,
0: so these they they were built off of cars that they that chassis had to have a pretty significant amount made of them and then we kept getting newer and more interesting versions of these cars with newer and more interesting technology due to group A and group N um and that's why we got ball bearing turbos and and DCCD and you know the Evo did the active yaw and and you, you, we got all these like crazy wild race car ideas got shoved into these these basically pedestrian vehicles with these you know 2 liter turbo engines because that's what the rules mandated so they built around these rules and and we got so much cool shit at that time period so much cool shit that it, people just don't even know man they just can't wrap their brain around this shit and it sucks because that rule set kind of ended and they opened it up. Some more manufacturers would come in and the more they opened it up, the less the cars had anything to do with it. And then it all kind of really went in the toilet with Subaru and Mitsubishi. The, the, the two head honchos at the table at that, um, in that game, um, both left the WRC for their own reasons. Mitsubishi's losing their damn mind and Subaru getting wrote out of the rule book. Um, and we, what we ended up with was, you know these cars that didn't have to advance anymore they didn't have to do new and interesting cool things to keep up with the other guy you know to beat them uh you know at the track or on a on a rally stage. They didn't have to do that they didn't have the competition when you take racing out of it you you in a lot of the ingenuity goes away. This is one of the reasons that like we like to race because we find a need to make new and interesting things.
1: Yeah. So FIA WRC. That's comment from Ryan at Turbo Time. Yeah. I have a pet opinion, a pet theory that the WRC is just completely irrelevant nowadays.
0: It totally is. And I hate being that guy, but it is. The tech is
1: so cool, but it's so far away from regular cars.
0: And it's, it's not relatable it's not even kind of relatable it's not even look at that damn car and and look at the car it's it's not even close it's not even close that sucks you know yeah. what i mean that's and i i want to be able to go buy a damn rally that's why i got into this i you know i i want this fire breathing rally car that's what i want you know street going rally car and you know, we it'll do other stuff. Obviously, like I just won a time attack championship with a shit box, and it, it's. But if this all comes back to I I I want this raw experience. These homologation models are what that's what made it fun. And honestly, the closest thing we've got in recent years was the the new GR Corolla. Yeah, like a okay, lot of so. the stuff that was on that car was built in a particular way to run in uh, the the way the rules worked for the WRC at the time. They built that car in a particular manner for that, and then they changed the rules.
1: Yeah, that GR. Oh, I'm glad you said that. The GR Corolla feels like that homologation special.
0: It does. It's got that vibe to it. Mm-hmm. it it's it, it's kind of a throwback to that. And I would really like to see Subaru take that to. A greater degree yes. that looks a lot like they know how to do it. They were they the do. kings of it at one point,
1: right? Yeah, and I, and-
0: I really want my the model of my damn Subaru WRX at ver, STI version, you know, thirteen type R A R A R, you know, spec C. I want the whole damn thing. Like I, I, I want to, I want to argue about. The difference, I, this piece is magnesium on it, so I had to get a different freaking modeling. I want this argument. I want to have this conversation again. And yes, was it confusing? Yep. For sure. But it created a community like no, nothing else on the planet.
1: Mm-hmm. It, I w- did want to bring up the S209. S209 yeah. to me feels like a tuner car from Subaru. They rolled off STIs off the lot, drove it to a different factory, and then put new parts on it and sold they, it. That was that's cool. S-
0: a lot of people don't understand that STI is a different division. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it. it, it so that's essentially what they did. And in, to a degree, it was. It was what can S... That is, the S models were always what can STI do with what we have. Like, the, it, they're the most extreme versions. Going all the way mm-hmm. back to the S201, which was based off the Electra, And the Electra, the whole concept was, can we make a WRX go over 200?
1: Oh, my gosh.
0: That's what it was. Go look up the Subaru Electra. It's it's crazy. Um, And then from there, it turned into S202 was like, let's throw the parts catalog at it of all these really cool things. You know, if we were to make the ultimate performance STI right now, what would it be? and and that's what it has it, you know it rolled into that and there's been different variations but i think it's been i think that even got a little bit perversed you know what i mean and it, i think it turned into what if uh this is Subaru's version of a um an RS3 versus an S3 you know in a way and i so that that, it, that i don't i don't know the Subaru
1: Electra. I, the Google results are all about the Solterra. I had to uh, put Electra in quotes, which forces that exact word to be part of the search results. And then it shows a GC that looks like a tuner car. So yep. that just goes to show you where Google's uh, priorities yeah, it, are today. It's
0: technically called the Electra 1, I think. Right. Yes. Yeah. The Electra. I, I think the Electra's cool. And I, I think the S201 is cool.
1: Heavy Metal WRX is my number one conspiracy theory that Toyota having a part in Subaru was the reason that we got the GRC, which is GR Corolla and not the STI. I 100% agree with you. I, I, would even agree go, with that. I would even go farther and say Subaru did God's work making Toyota make fun cars again because Scion was built for sell to young people, cool cars. Nothing got off the ground until the FRS came around.
0: Yep. Eh, and then... I wouldn't say that they sold a decent amount of the original um TCs. They sold a pretty solid amount of those. Um then they brought the toasters over and those had a really weird following but never really got moving. But yeah, you're right. When they when when they made the FRS that was that was huge.
1: The to- old people loved the toasters. That car was ahead of its time.
0: Yep. Way ahead of its time,
1: and they had no concept of older buyers wanted that car.
0: No, they didn't under they didn't understand it at all. That's a company completely missing the mark. I was also like, the um the BRZ was supposed to be sold to people who already own a Subaru and that's going to be their second car and only going to drive it on the weekends.
1: Oh man, that BRZ is so practical. It's a great single car.
0: Well. They didn't realize the majority of the people buying it were gonna be old WRX owners who were just trying to do something different, um, and or um people who couldn't look at a scion badge. Yeah. Yeah. Um, why not approach Subaru as IG and offer parts for sale? Um, there's actually been talks about that. Um, and I agree with you like APR does with Volkswagen Audi. I think uh that would be something worth looking into but i can tell you the epa has made that harder and harder
1: yeah you know i would love to see a vb package that turns it into a, a mini sti so 6 speed yeah. transmission bell housing adapter if such a thing is needed it's not. dccd okay rear yeah. limited slip diff like it's just this copy paste thing that turns it into a, you know a mini sti i would love that
0: can you help them so you're you're Going back to the theory, though, I, I hundred, Subaru was actually developing the STI. There was yeah. a development on an FA-24 VB STI, and it got shit-canned. And I truly believe Toyota's influence was like, we want to sell GR Corollas. Um, we, we don't want this to be a direct competitor to it. And it would have been. And honestly, it probably would have done pretty well against it just due to the fact that the GR Corolla is on a three-cylinder. This would have been a 2.4 liter. That's a 1.6 liter, so it would have made a ton of torque. If you drove them back-to-back, they wouldn't have been if, – if you're trying to cross-shop them, they would be – it wouldn't have been very fair.
1: STI was 90% done. EPA came in and said, nah, when I heard this from Subaru themselves when I went to training, Beth at IAG. Wow. Yeah, I I believe it.
0: Yeah. No, I believe it too. And they, they probably could have made it happen. Um, but that was it was a rough time.
1: Subaru spent ungodly amounts of money get the getting the S209 ready for the American market. They STI became a sister brand like Lexus is for Toyota. That costs a lot of money.
3: No, that was that was a
0: uh, that was crazy. I I'm still blown away we got the S209 here. I'm still astounded yeah. that exists. Like it just absolutely blown the hell away that even exists.
1: Yeah, same here.
0: And, and also, if anybody wants the easy button to win a time attack class, just go get an S209 and go run street. Like that's it. You don't need to do anything else. Get an S209. Go run street class in Grid Life.
1: <laughs> it's hard to sell cars, man. So yeah. maybe we shouldn't be so harsh. No, I take that back. Let's be as harsh as possible. It's just our bully job to you. be harsh. <laughs> bully Subaru into doing the right thing. Make Subaru exactly. great again.
0: Yes, make Subaru great again. I've I've got the hat literally I next just to me found right the hat again. If Joey's
1: listening, <laughs> I found it. It had man. been lost for like six months. You
0: no, know, I got the hat literally sitting next to me. <laughs> one of my favorite
1: memories in subaru is when like five of those hats were walking around at at Fest, and so people know it's it's white text on a red hat it's it's make america great again it's make subaru great again looks the same it and, looks uh, identical yeah it,
0: it looks identical to the mega hat and it,
1: a, yeah and at the people time weeks. people were people were mad right yeah. and, and to hear the guy on the on the pa at Fest go make subaru great again uh subaru was always great it yeah. was so good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> was it though? I don't know. Um. I I. What's really funny is we we don't realize how good we had it. Very a, a very short period of time ago. But with that also stated, um. I think this has the ability to turn into something awesome. Uh. But I. I totally agree. It, I really think Subaru is reading the tea leaves wrong, right now. Like, it, it. Let's say Subaru doesn't want to make an STI right now. They already have done the EPA work on the current WRX engine. Do the world a favor, please. Shove that into a cross truck.
1: Oh my gosh, they would sell one million of them.
0: I would. I would be there. I would be there. Yeah. Just in call it the Gravel Express. Yeah. I will come trucking, my guy.
1: Yeah, I I don't I don't understand why Subaru doesn't realize that people like small cars. Not everybody wants a full-size SUV. I don't want a giant car
0: and yeah. I'm so over it. like what made Subaru good was it was a niche thing that a lot of people were like I think I kind of dig what they're doing. But as Subaru like start, more people came in, they started making their cars try to appeal to more people. Like Subaru needs to be Subaru.
3: S two hundred nine. So
1: Kanakri asks, was it seventy thousand dollars USD? So a quick Google search says that it was sixty four thousand dollars plus whatever yes. uh, markups were on there. And for the record, on this podcast, it was overpriced for what you're actually getting. It was totally an enthusiast agree. car. It was totally way agree. overpriced, but the cool cool factor of that particular car getting sold by Subaru was off the charts. So. You gotta pay for it.
0: That was not that w- that car was not for everybody, and you didn't buy that car because of whatever numbers it produced or whatever. You bought it because it was an S two hundred nine, right? Okay, and I I'm still of the I, I don't think that car was mispriced at all.
1: I no, don't. I I agree.
0: And yeah. and like, be mad at me all you want. That car is I think S two hundred nines are cool as shit. Yeah. Um that's a
1: collector car.
0: It, it it totally is a collector car. But if you take an S two hundred nine and you know, it barely fits into street class due to its uh, uh, MSRP, you will crap on that class. Mm-hmm. They literally, Josh Halka, they outlawed everything that he stole off of that car to go win for a couple of years. And it comes OEM on that car. There's no way you can say it's not supposed to be there.
1: <laughs> Josh Halka did great work.
0: <laughs> God, he did. He did God's work for us. I'm telling you. We all we all owe Josh Halka. Um, of a little bit of a thank you. If if you you see him out and about or see him, you know, talking on Facebook or whatever, throw that man a thank you. He did s- God's work for us for in the super community.
1: enthusiasts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gravel Express. That is that we need to will that car into existence.
0: I agree. Spaz is pissed. He did something. Yeah, he shit on you. That's what he did, Spaz.
1: <laughs> when was the last time an Evo was sold? So I I can't feel bad about it. That's true. last evo 2015, 2015 i guess sense. okay that would make yeah. sense. that was nine years ago that was so, a ago,
0: my guy that was a decade
1: right
3: that's that's a losing battle
0: oh man those conversations were glorious mr butler they were glorious
1: yeah josh <laughs> halka so going, going back to josh halka not only did he do the turbo but he had to get an OEM turbo for it to qualify back in the day. Yeah, so he invented yeah, a VIN-limited S209 turbo that he put on his GR hatchback time attack he's car.
0: Spent, he's, he spent out the ass for this turbo. That is oh, yeah. Absolutely, just so people understand, they put this huge premium on these parts.
1: So yeah, it was an HKS-branded turbo.
0: HKS made this turbo for Subaru, and it essentially was... You know, he made low 400s with it, with an OEM turbo, but that turbo cost him $5,000. The conversation <laughs> that Josh and I had um, leading up to this, though, was how much is a championship worth to you? Because five grand is cheap, and the only thing you're missing is horsepower. This is going to fix yeah. that completely. Like, yeah. you can build an engine with cams and all sorts of shit, or you just slap this turbo on and win. And not that... I want to make sure it is very, very. I I hate that people think that Josh only won because of horsepower. Josh had done a ton of development up until that point. the The missing ingredient was horsepower. Josh was a great driver. That car was very developed. He had a good support system, mm-hmm. but he was way down on power. When he added that into it, that made the complete package.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's that's getting rules written against you. It was a, it, it, it was. It held a thing
0: it did and now it's a cluster fucking street
1: yep yeah those are those are all these years have these one-off little glitches that go what you know what yep. made this year so spectacular right. because
0: it is is honestly better than most too because every year in street has a glitch yep. there's there's a glitch in the matrix every year in street that somebody manages to poke a hole in the rule book right. this year is honestly the first year in a very long time that I don't think there was really a glitch. I really think they should just stick with what they got going on this year. But they want to mess with it again, so it's it's going to. They're talking about bringing restrictors in, like it's. Gonna I be don't a, like that. It's going to be awful.
1: Yeah, that's too more. That's too much like real racing, and that's not. And that's that, not that, right.
0: it's it's too much like real racing with a class that's supposed to be. I hate calling this entry level, but it's it, it's supposed to be a lower prep class, the sandbox. Yeah is supposed to be small in this yeah. class. Yeah, you mean, me, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, you, you mean to tell me, I have to figure out... the sandbox is getting very strangely shaped. Right. You
1: mean to tell me, somebody like me who wants to go campaign a car in street class has to not only build a car, but then build it to be reliable on a restrictor. Yeah. That's, that's just dumb. Like, I, don't, I don't have the, the time or the intelligence for that.
0: Nobody does.
1: Oh. No, it's, Nobody,
0: it's, no, it's crazy.
1: I, but then I personally again, you, think the you rules... You can say the
0: same thing about Street Mod but (laughs) at least the thing is like we wear it it, street mod is mod in the, in the name, like instantly implies that this is going to be a clusterfuck. Like, you know, you're getting into some shit. So it's a little bit more upfront. You think when you go on the street that it's not going to be a shit show. And then you realize it's a shit show. And, but the thing is there's enough people willing to compete within the shit show that the class is still very filled out. They have plenty of guys racing at every single one, it's not like track mod or unlimited. We're like there's times and there's only like two people there for those classes. Yeah. Classes. Street's always got plenty of people in it.
1: Yeah. Do we do prove that street mod is the most uh, I don't know what to say, like the most competitive, exciting time attack class in North America. The tire tech is fine. The arrow tech is fine. You can make plenty of horsepower, and that's all you need.
3: Yeah. You, you don't, don't need, need sequentials.
1: You don't need high budget.
0: No, and not only that, like it isn't just it leaves plenty of room for innovation and you've got mm-hmm. plenty of other people taking up drastically different routes and getting very similar results, which mm-hmm. I I love it. That's why I love that class. The same thing's happening in street, but it has been narrowed. You kind of have to pick you you have to pick fairly close to the correct chassis to be competitive.
3: Um Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I
1: believe that. So any last words on the STI thing in I general?
0: I, I'd, I'd like to hear if anybody else has anything interesting to say um, on that. I had um, one
1: last thing to say, which is the TS trim level. Yeah. I think that Subaru trying hard not to upset regular people. You and I and the people in this chat are enthusiasts way yeah. up there, up the hill. And we're, we're, you know, we're up on the top of the mountain, regular people. Don't know that the STI is anything else than a really fun WRX. They don't realize that STI is a trim level for a forester and for everything and other I, markets.
0: I, here's here's I'm I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna keep saying this, and you hate it when I do this. That's okay. I think there's a lot more of us than you think. Oh, and yeah. I think that, that us, these the psychopaths, are the ones that talk the normal people. They're seeing we we explain to them how much fun we're having, and then they purchase the vehicle. And if in the end what they're trying to do is sell cars. They need to appease us. I've said the same thing about tires, too. Yeah. You can walk out of a Walmart and just start asking random people, hey, what kind of tires on your car? Not a damn one of them know. You know why? Because right. they go into the tire place and they pick whatever's cheapest and fits or what that guy in front of them tells them. Okay? Yeah. That, hey, yeah. this is a solid tire. It's going to last you a long time. There's the very narrow like five percent of people who actually pick their tires. Okay. But they're basing it off of what other people what other people are saying. So like oh, that oh, narrow five yeah. percent is looking at the 05 percent, which is guys like me saying this tire's where it's at.
1: Yeah. Okay. I mean, that 5%, now goes uh, so
0: that point five percent, that's the market you need to aim at. You, yes. need to, you need to get those people happy because they're going to sell your tires. And that I, I think the same thing is the way it works with Subarus or yeah. a car manufacturer. Make that 0.5% happy, and then the rest will follow. You will sell more base model Imprezas because you made the STI guys happy. Because they're the loud, crazy sons of bitches who make... We're, we're, we're the nutcases that are out there advertising for you.
1: You know, I'm actually glad you, you said it that way. And that reminds me of what we've actually lived, which is I, back when the Subaru $500 off coupons were a thing for Subaru ambassadors, they sold so many cars that way. It was nut jobs that were, you know, psychopath enthusiasts for Subaru. They just go talk to regular people and say, oh, by the way, here's a $500 off coupon. And people would. Hell, I wasn't even an ambassador. I think I got like four cars sold. I remember taking a coworker out in my STI and ripping it out on, on an on-ramp. And then like two days later he goes, Oh, by the way, I bought an Impreza Sport. It it just it, it yeah. just happened over and over your, again.
0: Your STI sold an Impreza Sport.
1: Oh yeah. And an Outback. It,
0: it, that's oh, what man. I'm saying. Like I, I my family is die hard, die hard Michigan Union. And I got them to seriously consider getting an outback. How crazy is that?
1: That's crazy.
3: Counterpoint. Okay, let's see what heavy metal WRX says.
0: Those people that do buy don't do what we do. They don't have to. So their experience doesn't reflect it. Heard from people who say you should get because you don't race or out across super well, just buy it. Feel comfortable. No, no, I I what I want to make sure people understand is I think Subaru should build cars for everybody, but I also think they should build cars for us. They need to do both. And I can understand. That's the beauty of a a homologation special is you, you make a cheap everybody car, like a base and or something like that. And then you throw a bunch of crazy go fast bits at it and, and make it what it is. But that base model car, you know is is what they're probably going to sell the majority of Honda sold how many damn civics you know base model mm-hmm. civics but the you know they also sold the type R that had no sound deadening and an engine that revved at 9000 rpm and made 190 horsepower naturally aspirated
1: you do see some regular people buy the Outback Wilderness for example but sure. that's a fun car that's a but, good car
0: you, you also have guys like me who I own an STI, I own Boogie, I own a BRZ, but I also own a cross track.
1: It's a great car. David S. It's, Pumpkins.
0: It's, it's it's David S. Pumpkins is a great unit. And you know what? It starts every time and I drive it down the road. And yep. and it does exactly what I want. And I bought one because I specifically wanted to make sure I got one, I wouldn't mod. I really I wish can. they'd give us the turbo one. <laughs>
1: One of my neighbors saw me park my car in the parking garage yesterday night, and he walked up to me and gave me all sorts of compliments on the car. He yep. drives a GLI, so that's the Volkswagen, what, Jetta or something? Sure, yeah, yeah, it's the,
0: Jetta, they're, it's, it's the Jetta, it's the performance Jetta.
1: Yeah, yep. and uh, an older gentleman, Yeah, he and I had a great conversation, and, you know, it started with, I love the way that car looks, and I told him it's, you know, practical, and everything how much does it cost 30 grand yeah
3: it yeah. doesn't take much if this
1: was a porsche 60000 dollars yeah you know i feel you're, like i you're get not more t- ha-
0: you are and, and not only that like unless you're buying like a like an suv you know porsche or something you're it's what you have even your your brz is practical but like an sti is super practical You know, Mm -hmm. one of the things that sold a whole lot of WRXs and STIs is, you you know, somebody's going to have a kid, they got to get something more practical, but they still want it to be fun.
1: Adam, all the old guys think our BRZs make way more power. He actually asked me how much power. I said 230. He said, that's plenty. And... So he knew what he was talking about.
0: The cars do look fast, though, even though they're really not. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> I've got a lot of compliments on the car from non-car people. I've had multiple people ask me if it's a Supra.
0: So. <laughs> I like. Um. What did What did he say up here? Um. Uh. Ar He he says anything's a street car as long as you drive it on the street. I mean, I drive boogie on the street. Then Tim her <laughs> down a little ways. He goes, "When did you get into no prep?" <laughs> how about when did you get into street mod <laughs> oh man that's so funny um um the first gen brz is a great looking car i agree i th- think the second gen brz is a great looking car i personally like the way the first gen brz looks more than the second but like if the first gen never existed i would think the second gen would would still be a phenomenal looking car and both of them look great like i have no qualms. I prefer the first gen because it reminds me, just in the way it looks, especially in the interior, it feels more like a 90s car. It's just very basic. And I, I like the angles and stuff on the first gen more. But that's me. You know, and and like it, it, both are, are aesthetically pleasing cars. So, I don't know.
1: Yeah. I totally agree. I, I don't like the first gen personally. It's fine. It always look like a catfish to me, but second gen is just gorgeous from all <laughs> angles. I, I call my car Formula Catfish. That's the name of the car.
0: Formula Catfish. Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> Your car is more curvy. I like the angular bits on on the mm-hmm. older BRZs. I also like the the rear of the older BRZ better. Um, just the way it looks. I, I just think it's a more and I really like how very basic it is. <laughs> safety mike i tow a lot of miatas off track that's because there's a lot of miatas on track yeah <laughs> um tim I t- put two buses on a guy everyone is complaining they couldn't turn their cars down far enough i crank mine all the way up and let her spin yeah that's uh that's oh yeah um back half no prep is the most fun i've had in my wagon there's uh, you can have a really there's certain situations where Subarus just completely excel, and they're a ton of fun. Love it. Um, yeah, and it's
1: garbage. Garbage conditions, no prep, and enough space to back off somebody. Yep. Yep.
0: yep. The worse the conditions are, the more a Subaru tends to... And that's... I, I think that's why I, like, do well when the track goes to shit. You know? Uh, that's I'm used to driving Subarus in shit conditions.
1: Oh, man. I still remember Great Lakes Drag Away with Tim... Yeah. He, he lined up against an all-wheel drive Civic. People like the energy in the crowd was just n- another level. You People could were taste like oh, it. Oh yeah, you you could taste it. And uh I think he uh I think he I bogged it or something, but man, that car needs to come back and be right and then just just heads will roll.
0: Yep. Yep. We need to get Tim back in it. We missed make Tim. Tim
1: her drag race again.
0: Yep, make Tim her great again.
3: Um, hmm. Tim just needs a motor.
1: You should invent a two point three five for that man. That's well, what needs to happen.
0: Tim would then have to turn around and and then he would have to get his heads machine i don't know if he's down to do that or not hmm we'll see what uh, you difference. can't go
1: back oh I, man that's a tough one
0: yeah i mean we those we are god's heads a, we make it a hell of a two liter i'm just saying um well i think this was fun we did an hour and a half on this um i think it was a good conversation i'd really like to see um i'd really like to see STI brought back as a trim level but I wanted to see I want it to be done right and I'm really scared what we're going to get is some side skirts and a wing that doesn't exactly match and some red seats and a shift knob and it's going to be like a $5000 upcharge and that would that would suck
3: Yeah. And I'm an optimist. I think we have better things coming because if we don't Well, we're in trouble. Are we though?
1: Car enthusiasts, man, we're paranoid of the electric, electrification of the world, of the EPA. Man, I just want to drive my damn car.
0: I agree with you, but I don't think we're in trouble. Okay. Okay. I think the car enthusiast scene is going to change, but I think it's where there's going to be a lot more uh, emphasis on the aftermarket and just keeping these cars on the road. Um and we're going to have to start thinking um if within the aftermarket we're going to lose more and more support from Subaru as the aftermarket it's it, especially where we sit with IEG we're going to have to step up and fill that void. That's Adam, where hot. like the what what has happened kind of recently is uh Mazda Came to the realization that they needed to keep RX sevens on the road like FDs. You can get pretty much anything you need for an FD from Mazda now.
1: Now is that a marketing thing or or what? Why
0: wouldn't it be? Oh yeah, yeah. And I mean Subaru's product cat or sorry uh, GM's product catalog. They're like their Subaru performance parts or sorry I keep saying Subaru because that's where my brain's at. GM performance parts catalog. You can get damn near anything you need including crate engines and all sorts of shit.
1: Nissan does a lot of heritage parts too.
0: I, I really think Subaru, the thing is, I don't know if Subaru is big enough to pull that off, but I, I do believe that we as the aftermarket of Subaru may be able to fill the gaps a bit, um, especially since we have gotten to the size and made the connections to be able to do a lot of these things. You know the the world is getting smaller and smaller at one point, this was all you know dark magic. It's not anymore
3: So mm. um
0: okay, this was fun. I had a good time, and uh, so I think we're gonna end it there. um this will be do us a favor, share this thing, okay, share it, share it, share it. um share this podcast with somebody that's that's you all have homework share it with at least one person okay share the podcast be like hey we had a great i know you guys have subaru friends or you wouldn't be in here share it with somebody make them listen to it we'll have a great time make them listen to warranty's beautiful voice you know and uh
1: only the best for you
0: only yeah and i mean we're gonna keep up on warranties dating life we're gonna be bringing on some cool people uh rick wilson um will be one of them here in the not too distant future um ryan at yeah, turbo time is rick. gonna be a good one Ryan at turbo time i think is gonna be a fun one uh we hopefully should have some theme music here soon from uh mr heavy metal wrx um by the way i'm a big fan of hair metal i'm um, just gonna throw that out there and, um, you know, I, I want to get some people out here. I would kind of like to have Tim Hur out here sometime and just talk about bad street racing stories. Oh, man, that, that might be a good one. We might just oh, have to get some of us one. OG street racer kids and just talk about Mexico stories. And it would be a really not good conversation. <laughs> we, we can see if we can inspire people to do stupid things again. But we have some cool stuff coming. Um, we also have a really good one coming of uh Graham and I are going to have a conversation about some major changes happening in the engine management department of Boogie and why we're doing it. And I think that's going to be super interesting. Basically, if you have good engine management, why would you need better? I think that'll be a fun one. So I think we're going to call it there. It's been real. It's been fun. It's been real fun. Um And